It's time for an answer to that age-old question. Is part two any better than part one? Hi, I'm Chip Sutterth, and this is the Two Minute Time Lord Podcast, episode 380, reviewing The Age of Steel. It's a throwback review. About 1900 years ago, a man we call John of Patmos, because he said he was John and he was on the island of Patmos, wrote a letter to a church in Laodicea on behalf of the god they worshipped, saying, quote, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And that brings me to The Age of Steel, part two of the second season Cyberman 2-parter, which is maddeningly mediocre and makes me want to spit it out of my mouth, even though there are arguably far worse episodes of Doctor Who out there. Here's the thing. It feels like every moment of brilliance is followed by something either cringeworthy or contrived. It's almost easier to watch something that's consistently poor than something that whipsaws between excellent and painful. We begin with an escape from the Cybermen that is as implausible as go to your room in The Doctor Dances was. However, it lacks the latter's charm. The Power Crystal just happens to be able to destroy all the Cybermen, and just happens to need to recharge for another four hours? Unsatisfying. Pete Tyler is, coincidentally, the preacher's source on John Lumick's plans. There's no geographic sense to the paths our heroes take attempting to make it to Lumick's Zeppelin, as though they're running in random directions, and there aren't enough Cybermen actors to make their slow-motion pursuit believable. Ricky's death is artless, and inevitable. And it's damned lucky that Mickey's watching the surveillance cameras and that the doctor intuits he's doing so in order for Mickey to use his generic computer wizardry to save the day. That's not before David Tennant's doctor confronts the cyber controller in a less convincing repeat of his performance against the Sycorax, to say nothing of Peter Davison's in Earthshock. And the climax involves that heavy cyber controller climbing a rope ladder. All this while we lose what I liked the most about Part 1, Rise of the Cybermen, the social commentary. And these are just some of the problems with The Age of Steel. But it's not totally unredeemable. Within the limitations of the slow-moving melee Cybermen, Graham Harper continues to move the story fast enough to help move past the plot weaknesses. I love the chemistry between the Doctor and Mrs. Moore, the kind of more senior female supporting character who became way too rare until the 2014 Christmas special. The horror of the Cybermen's fates, from Jackie Tyler to the poor woman missing her wedding, that's vivid. And for the most part, the interpersonal drama between the TARDIS team and Pete is emotionally true, from Mickey and Rose's separation to Pete's difficulty accepting Rose. But the reason I can't hate the Age of Steel falls to Noel Clark, who completes the transformation of Mickey Smith from comedy relief to action hero. Not only does he pull off a convincing dual role, but from this point on, he is as confident and capable on screen as he is off. It's a frustratingly, painfully uneven episode. But it's Noel Clark, not David Tennant, who lifts it out of the abyss. Next time on 2MTL381, I'll talk to Toby Haydoke about the upcoming Green Paper the British government is about to release about the BBC. 
and what that might mean for the public broadcaster that makes our favorite show. In the meantime, more episodes of 2MTL are at TWOMinuteTimeLord.com, and I'm on social media at numeral 2 Minute Time Lord. Catch you again next time for a time dilation episode.